Shut up and sit down. I give a big old welcome to everybody that's out there listening to this right now. You are, if you have ears and are capable of hearing, listening to episode 207 of Third Shift. Here we are, real episode in the persons, in the peoples, in the rooms, for realsies this time. Not at some strange unknown date and time and a, and a place of unknown, all that. It's We're here for real. Today, Matt is sitting there laughing, going, "What the hell is they talking about?" No, I'm cutting yeah. in. I'm cutting in. We're, we we started off last episode saying we just did an episode, now recording an episode pre-record. Now it's been too long. I don't know how to do this stuff. Like I was like, "Oh man, I gotta do an episode today." Oh man, I gotta edit an episode. I gotta post it. Oh man, where are my notes? Where are my notes for all this? This stuff I know by heart and in my bones. And as soon as I sat down, I was like, hey, it's showtime. I'm just going to do all the things and pulled it all up willy nilly. It's been like 10 days, 10, mm-hmm. 15, 27 days since we last did an actual in person podcast. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. It's, it's not right. It ain't right, but we're making it right now. We're getting back on track. We're going to just do the goose fraba. All right. Episode 207, <laughs> bringing it all back to normal. Mr. Matt's over there, the inglorious bastard himself. And I, of course, am the light bearer, the light bringer, Mr. Eric, coming at you full 3D. And before we get going with what the hell Gearbox has been up to, hey, Matt, how was your week, man? Uh, the week itself was kind of crappy, but on the video game front, you and I played some Overwatch, got some Lucio Ball, killed a million people, uh, 10 million wins in a row, and then I had to call it because I had a splitting headache like actual was, migraine Jones. Uh, just I, just hey, a roller dude, coaster of emotions. That I know. Day, you know? Just, it's for just me, going too. High. I'm riding up. I'm riding up, you know, having a beer, having more beer, getting the wins in Lucio Ball. I'm like, here we go. We're about to do mayhem. We're about to get going. And then, because Matt's had a split in headache, you know, I was like, oh. Picture, like, the reverse for me, though. Like, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was at the bottom of the thing, and I was trying to, I was at the bottom of that, that hill, but it stopped. And then it started going, like, it was trying to go up again, and it, then the ride fell over. And I just went, I can't, I can't do it. I mean, when, when you're three and four beers in, and it's, it's still and just. It's still <laughs> pounding headache. Yeah. And you're hot to boot, and you're just like, man, yeah. I'm dying. I just don't like life right now. I can't do it. And it feels bad, man. You know, I don't want to let my buddy down because we're on the win streak. We're going to go play Total Mayhem in a second. I can't. I can't do it, though. So mm-hmm. we did do that. The game itself was awesome. The night itself was a failure. Also, a failure was our run at Fall Guys. We're going to get a team win one of these days. We got fairly close on at least one of those runs. But other than that, I've been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. I lost my first villager this past week because oh, no. your villagers will walk around every now and then. They'll have like a thinking bubble above their head and you talk to them like, oh, you know, maybe they'll want you to get a certain fish or a bug or something or, you know, give a present to somebody. But one of my villagers, and it's not for the first time, but she went, hey, you know what? I'm thinking maybe it's time to move on to a new adventure on a new island. And I was like, ah, hey, you know what? Maybe it is. And I said yes, and as soon as I hit the button to say, you know, go for it, and you can do it, and I went, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Damn it. And so went back the next day, she's packing up her bags. Oh, man, I'll never forget you. It's been a fun time. Like, no, my beautiful animal friend who's been with me since day one. Why did I do this? Why did I say yes? But then I got a really cool alligator dude who's like a buff workout dude. So he's it's it's awesome. It it all works out. That's a good trade-off. 
Yeah, you won. You won. That's fine. <laughs> and then also in the Animal Crossing side of things, I downloaded an app just yesterday that's got like, you know, the catalogs of all the fish and the, the bugs and all the things you can get. You know, extra stuff on the side for me to do. Like I pull up my game. I'm like, oh, what do I have? Boop, 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 boop. Add that to my little library of stuff in the app. I don't know. It's just a fun little thing. Just something to help me keep track of what I'm doing in Animal Crossing. Just because you go in and you do dailies and you leave and you kind of be like, ah, am I even doing anything? Once I put all my stuff in, hey, I'm really close to maxing out this and this and that and that. So that's fun. Also fun is Ghost of Tsushima. Got another stream going on that on the weekend, I think I did. You know, big old chunk. Had a really awesome mission where I was in there with my uncle, killing all kinds of fools, running around, just wild, crazy, giant set-piece battles. Loving that game, having a blast, murdering Mongols, just like nobody's business. It's not even it's not even a challenge anymore. It's just ridiculous fun, running around being crazy. And then yesterday when I was playing Animal Crossing, I went, what's that little like news channel down there at the bottom of my home screen? And I popped it up and it went, hey, indie games up to 40% off. And I went, yes, sir, you know me very well, Nintendo Switch. And I went, boop. And there were all these beautiful games on sale. And I went, gosh. Let me look up some of these. Boop, 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 boop. I'll have you and you and you and you and you and you and you. I started playing a game called Hunt Down and one called Creature in the Well. I'm not going to talk too much on either of those because I might want to talk about those on another episode. Do like a match indie game showcase type thing. Both awesome games. Having tons of fun with them. Both amazing in two extremely different ways. So if you want really cool games on the indie side of things, I think they were both... 14 to 19 bucks hunt down and creature in the well both amazing check them out that's it for me this week what about you my friend well we had this strange extended week as we talked about here at the top of the show so the reason for that is because we went camping so i was out there in the great outdoors of grand haven camping away having a good time to family did the piers went to the beaches did all the things picked Tons of blueberries. I mean, tons of blueberries. Picking them all day long, burning up in the hot sun. I'm going to tell you right now, kids, go to school because picking blueberries for a living. (laughs) That's some tough work, all right? If you like that, sure. But I'm going to tell you right now, it it was rough, you know. But... It was worth it. We got a whole bunch of them when we got a cool little, you know, shrink wrapper, pajigi, uh, food, whatever, whatever, and and bam, vacuum seals them, pops them in the freezer. You know the magic. It's like, wow. It's one of those things, you know, you go voot and bzzz. And I know exactly what you're talking about because we had a thing that went voot bzzz. But Jesus Christ, dude. You know, I keep on to call them a shrink wrapper and it's not. It's, a, you know, the vacuum seal thing mm-hmm. or whatever, the yeah. food saver, whatever it's called, whatever. Yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We did that. We got tons and tons of cucumbers. So made pickles galore. There's hundreds of jars of freaking pickles now stored away for the apocalypse. We're set. We're going to beat pickles till the day we die. We did a bunch of peaches, but we still got many more peaches to get. I was just going to say pickles and peaches because that's the other thing you always do a ton of. (laughs) (laughs) And our tomatoes have gone crazy. We got buckets and buckets of uh, cherry tomatoes. Just popping them, popping them everywhere. And if you don't know, those suckers are expensive. So yeah, true. We made our money back this year for sure on those bad boys because we got them for days. So we've been doing all that. Like I said, the camping, video game side. I platinumed Ghost of Tsushima the other day. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet this out. Sucker Punch is gonna, you know, pat my head. They did not. Nobody. They didn't pat my head. They didn't do it. So I'm gonna keep checking all night, like a, like a. You know, a little 
happy little puppy and hope that it happens. Because, you know, time's a lot different where they are and where we are. Maybe they just didn't see it yet. It's possible. You know, maybe some of the person at the wheel's busy, and they're going to see it, and they're going to go, yeah, good job, Eric. I'll say thank you. So, yes, it was fun. It was great. I had a good time with it. We're going to talk about that once Matt's got to the end and kind of just give our overall thoughts. And then, of course, maybe even talk about the DLC at that point, depending oh, yeah. how long it takes Matt to get done with it. So, all sorts of stuff on that front. Playing some World of Warcraft. Got the family, actually, almost all of them back in. Did a couple dungeons. Been leveling up a little bit. Cranking that out. Having a good time with it. As Matt said, played the Overwatch. Got that Lucio Ball all smashed out. We should have done some competitive, but I'm scared because it gets too grindy. It's not grindy, but too too sweaty. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm like half in, half out of that one. Or I don't know. Just don't know about it. I agree, but we have to do it. My only concern is, my my only real concern is in the, 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 the remix modes that we were playing, it has the mercy rule, so it goes super fast. You either mm-hmm. kill them or they kill you. But I think competitive is just straight up Lucio Ball. So every match is going to take the full however long the mm-hmm. matches are. I don't even know because we kill people in like 30 seconds. We destroy them. So mm-hmm. that's the other part I'm worried about. It's just yeah, playing old Lucio Ball. I remember it took Ball. a while. Yeah, and getting our butts kicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we got to so, do it. We got to do it. You got to get a spray uh, and be like, hey, man. Then we can be like, yeah, Bronze Kings. <laughs> Smack. Never do that again. True. That is, that's why we do it. So you're right. We got to finish what we started. Of course, we did the fall, guys. Did not get that win. You know what? I was running for the crown one time. Mm-hmm. I just didn't get there in time, though, you know? It just didn't happen. There was a couple people ahead of me. That happens, what can I yeah. do? I'll get there. We'll get there. We're, we got to do like Tim the Tap Man and everybody else. You know, we got to make the fall guys like a thing and milk it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I don't get. I've been watching that because I follow fall guys on Twitter. And they're like, every single day he's playing it and every single day he's losing. My first day playing it, I got my first win. I talked about it here on the podcast. Ooh, mm-hmm. This guy sucks. I'm amazing at video games. Jesus. Look at that. And he gets paid way more than we do to play those video games. Isn't that crazy? Now I'm mad. I was happy before <laughs> and now I'm mad, damn it. <laughs> Ah, it was too easy, too easy. Uh, I haven't touched anything else really besides all that. I've got to get back in some Borderlands. I've got to get back in Control. I've got to go in and replay Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've got a lot to do, folks. i got to play a bunch of indie games because that was part of my New Year freaking promise. Well, that hasn't happened, so... I'm going to throw another one on the fire here because you need to get into Rogue Legacy 2 because that is now out in early access. You can get on your Steam. Look over to the right where your PC little thing is. Start Get get open your Steam. Get it on early access. It's 20 bucks. I think it's on sale right now for the launch of the early access. But if you liked Rogue Legacy 1, you're going to love Rogue Legacy 2. It's more of the same so far but with some interesting tweaks. If you don't know what Rogue Legacy is, it's a roguelite kind of platformer style action game you're kind of running through a castle and then some other biomes too with a certain character with certain abilities once that character dies you get to choose one of at least i think at that point three different offspring for that character to you know beget but each of those offspring have their own unique stats then some of them are positive stats this one's really strong this one has awesome magic but then some of them are negative stats like this one can only see in black and white he's colorblind and so when you play it it's just boop black and white screen this one has vertigo so the entire screen is flipped upside down or maybe it's you know silly things like their little their attacks are a little bit weaker this or that or the other thing but you run through with that character run through this the dungeon the castle beat enemies collect gold when you eventually do die because it's a hard game it's a roguelite 
you take that gold back with your with your next generation of characters. And you can build up the castle outside of the dungeon you go into. You know, you can get additional characters that provide you with bonuses to stats. Maybe you get double health. Maybe your attack powers up. Maybe you gain more gold. Maybe you do this better. Maybe you do that better. So with these progressive runs, you work deeper and deeper into the dungeon. You get more gold. So when you do die, you come back out. You upgrade yourself even more for the next run and do it again and again and again. Really fun. Really like Rogue Legacy 1. Rogue Legacy 2 has a new hand-drawn art style. Looks a lot prettier than the first game. I really do like the first game, but when I be- when I booted it up, I was like, oh, this is like super pixely. I thought it was... In my brain, I thought it was a lot smoother. Now it is a lot smoother. Enemies and characters have a lot more character to them. There are also a lot of different classes you can unlock. Even just in the trailer, you see like an archer, which was definitely not in the first game. Mm -hmm. So different classes, new art style. The other cool addition to Rogue Legacy 2 is, you know, I told you every character you play as has positive and negative stats. One thing they've done here in Rogue Legacy 2 is they've changed the way negative stats work in that they're still the negative stats. Like you you get a blurry screen or this or that, but then the worse your negative stats are, the more additional gold boost you gain as you go through. So if you just have like a, you know, something that makes you 10% weaker, you maybe get like a 10% gold boost. But if you get one of those stats that makes your the whole center of your screen super blurry or, you know, vertigo, which flips your whole screen upside down, that's going to give you 40 to 50% more gold. It's a risk-reward type of thing. And what I've heard is that since it's in early access, they were actually watching what stats players play with, how they play, you know, if they are avoiding certain stats, and they've been boosting that gold boost. You know, if nobody takes Vertigo, well, well, they they don't take it at gold boost 40%. Well, now it's up to 50%. Now it's up to 60 Ah, now people are taking it because the risk and reward is worth it. So if you're into Rogue Legacy at all, Definitely jump into this, and I feel like this is the right way to do early access. They put it out, they're watching how people play it, they're watching what people avoid, what they like, and they're tweaking stuff up and down the right ways. So check out Rogue Legacy 2. Like I said, it's in early access. I'm not an early access guy, but it seems like they're doing it the right way. Check it out on Steam if you're interested. Speaking of the right way, you got to judge for yourself if this next game's doing it the right way. After all these long years, folks... Battletoads is back. Battletoads 2020 version is rocking it out. Delalia, it's Delalia, whatever. Delalia Studios is popping it out there with Rare, published by Microsoft themselves, the big dogs, Xbox Game Studios. It is, of course, an exclusive for Xbox and PC because, you know, that's, well, if you're going to publish something, then it's going to be for your freaking console, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this game, of course, everybody should know, unless you're youngin', Came out long, long time ago. It's notoriously difficult and ridiculous, and has all sorts of like weird ideas. As the infamous little uh, little motorcycle scoot across the screen, you know, uh-huh. whole chase that's super hard, and you got to be right on the money to get past it. A lot of crazy ideas. It was difficult, but for whatever reason, people remember it. They remember Pimple. They remember Zitz. They remember Rash. Those three toads going about the business. Flicking them tongues, what, man? <laughs> it's a classic, man. You got to get mad, it bad, is. and crazy. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a classic because those three characters were just over the top. You know, they you got Zitch, your leader, super fast, super agile, rocking and rolling with his quick special moves. You had Pimple, the big meat man of the muscle of the group, coming in with this huge fist smash, slow to get to going, but whatever. Doesn't matter. And then, of course, Rash was like your in-between middle guy. 
who could, yep, and he wore his sunglasses, yeah. looking all sharp. Yeah, yeah. I always prefer pimple myself because, you know, whatever, man. I'm just smashing faces in the corner, no big deal. It's a beating em up game. Think Straits of Rage. You know, TMNT, if you don't remember Streets of Rage, those types of games. You go across the screen, baddies come on, you go boom, 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 beat them up and keep on moving. The story is, of course, ridiculous. These three got themselves into some kind of sleep or coma or whatever it was, were daydreaming that they were superheroes and gods for like years and years and years and years and years. They wake, they get woken up to the fact that they're nobodies and they can't accept this. They think they're somebody's, and so they're over here going, no, no, you should be worshiping us. And the story gets going, the baddies start to form, and they go out to prove that they are actually superheroes and deserve the fame and recognition that they had in their little dream world, all the while being roasted by almost everybody they come in contact with because they're nobodies. So it's a fun story. I'm sure just like the old one, the jokes and stuff are going to be hit and miss in that kind of you know old-school beat-em-up cartoony way. You know how it goes. Uh, as for the, uh, depth of it, they've got just like a few basic attacks and then their special moves. Uh, from what I hear that the aerial combos, things like that are still a lot of fun, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna rack your brain. You're not gonna be putting together nothing fancy here. This is, you're going across screen, beating things up, getting to the next zany part. They do have a lot of really cool mini games as you're going through the story missions. So you'll be playing like, uh, your Galactus type levels where you got the little ship coming up and uh, what do they call those damn games? Matt, come on. <laughs> what are they called? It's escaping me. The ship's flying around. And then little like alien baddies. You're also talking about Galaga or Galaxia, not Galactus. <laughs> That'd be you'd be playing Silver Surfer on the NES. You don't want to be doing that. No, no, no. Oh, my goodness. You know, those little twin stick, twin, twin stick shooter games, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. They got those in there. They do have a new version of the bike, but they changed it up. So instead of it going sideways, you're going into it, you know? Mm -hmm. So that way you can actually see the walls and stuff coming, and it gives you a chance to actually juke them instead of just going, well, well, and if you didn't know, if you didn't just memorize it, you're going to fail. So a lot better in that regard. It's pretty neat that they're trying to do some fun little mini games on top of the, uh, the main game itself, add some flavor, add some juice to it. But overall, super short game here. It's only like three to five hours, and there's not much to it beyond that. So yeah, that that part I will caution folks. If you're trying to get some bang for the buck, you know that one, it is a short title. I don't know what to tell you. Three to five hours. But if you love Battletoads and you remember those three zany toads and you want to go in there for a ridiculous little story and having some fun, this is, might be something you want to pick up. But last, I want to point out one thing that makes no sense to me. And I, I think I complained about this on some other game recently, too. It's local co-op only. So you can't play with your buddies unless they're at your house. And, of course, with COVID and everything else going on, some people aren't going to be comfortable with any of that. So the whole point of this is to play with your friends, and you can only do that if they come over and sit on your couch with you. And that's crazy because Streets of Rage, which just came out, did co-op where you can play with friends anywhere you want. No big deal. Or local co-op, and this one did not. So it's kind of like a mystery why the hell they didn't. But yeah, that makes no sense on Xbox, on PC. You can't have... I'm not going to go and sit in your little alcove next to you and play it with you on the PC over there. I can't... No, no. It doesn't make sense. So I think that's a huge, you know, missed opportunity right there. I think that's going to detract from a lot of people picking it up. Because people just don't hang out at people's houses and play Mm -hmm. video games anymore. That's that's something we did when we were young, when Battletoads was originally out. 
That yeah. was how life was, and you mm-hmm. did that, but it's not anymore. It just isn't. I, I'm not going to go sit at your house and play video games on your, your PlayStation with you. It's not happening. Not happening, Jack. And I got to say, I do love Battletoads. I remember the original. I love Battletoads and Double Dragon, the Ultimate Team. Played that all the time. I hate, I hate the visual style of this game. I mm-hmm. love, The mini games look ridiculous. The storyline looks fun. I can't stand the way this game looks, though. It's all Saturday morning cartoony. Everyone's like, it's like constantly moving. I don't doing the super I, bebop. I don't like it. The Dark Queen does not look like the Dark Queen's supposed to look. She's no, supposed not to, at all. She's supposed to look like she's on the cover of Heavy Metal, and so are the Toads. But now everyone looks mm-hmm. like they're in like derpy like Dexter's laboratory or something. I don't. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't deal with it. I love Battle Toads. I wasn't happy with the Queen myself. I don't want to try to be negative, but yeah, I totally was not on board with it. I do, however, love the music. It has got some rock and oh, yeah, beats yeah, in there. Yeah. They're definitely going for that metal rock and roll vibe, and they hit it. Everything's just. I'm like, yeah, I can deal with this. Now, see, if they did Streets of Rage 4 and let you unlock the original Toads and like the models for the characters, I'd be all about it. But man, oh man, I I watched some cutscenes and I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. That's not my, that's not my Toads. Hashtag not my Toads. Well, if you're listening to Dallas Studios. There you go. Matt says he'll get your game if you give in the uh, retro versions of the Toads in there. And, of course, the Queen and everybody else that matters. Mm-hmm. Do it. And you got Matt. And for everybody else, hey, go check it out for yourselves. See if you like it. I'm just letting you know it's out there. And if you love them Battle Toads, you might want to go ahead and pay a little homage to them. And, and if you do, and enough people do, maybe we'll see another actual title from them in the future. Otherwise, they might disappear for 15, 20 years again. It's true. That's very true. <laughs> But one thing that won't ever disappear from this podcast or the internet or your hearts are shift codes for Golden Keys in any Borderlands game. We got shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3 this week. So hit up the Twitter, the forums, the Instagram, hit up your preferred shift code provider and get yourself some free loot in two fantastic games. We're going to talk a little bit more about one of those games coming up later in the episode. But since we had so many Persona casts, so many preemptive, pre-recorded shows... A couple bits of news that we did miss. We did mention this first one a little bit before it happened, but now Risk of Rain 2 is out of early access. The 1.0 update has dropped. So if you're out there and you were like, I'm never playing early access like me, now you can go get it fully, full-on Risk of Rain 2, having a blast with that. But then the other thing we missed last week, I think it this dropped like two days before the show did, but we recorded two days before that. Anyway, it's a whole weird thing. Homeworld 3 did have a big update talking about their design philosophy. You got some cool art of like scale of ships and things and some actual in-game models in that too. And then a Q&A with some questions from, you know, the the Homeworld 3 fans. So if you're into Homeworld, especially if you back the FIG campaign, definitely check out that article. I retweeted it from the show accounts. Just look it up on the Twitter, man. That's all you got to do. And I got to say this one more time. It's just killing me. We got to get somebody on this Homeworld, man. And it's got to not be me. And it's okay? got to not be me, too. All right, I do so enough. I do enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I can't play those games. I, I just, zero interest level. Mm-hmm. But it's like our complete blind spot. Yeah. Every time there's something with Homeworld, I'm like, man, we really need to just get into this somehow. And honestly, it looks so cool. Like when you see like the big capital ships and then the little fighters and stuff. I love the scale of everything. I was I was drooling over the little artist mock-ups of the, the scales of the ships and things mm-hmm. in this update. And I was like, that's so cool. But I 
I, if I read it, it's just going to go to nowhere because I'm never going to play it. Yeah, I just don't like that genre of game. I mean, it looks cool. It sounds cool. When I hear people doing crazy stuff in those types of games, mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. I just don't want to play it. Though. I don't want to manage things, do all that. Right. Not my style. Not how I like to roll. But I'm just telling you, every time I see stuff, I'm just like, oh, we need... We need, this is where we got to like get in a third party. We got to get in like mm. Davis Jones or whoever, you know, yeah. some, some person just to come wheedle in and the home world stuff comes and goes, hello, it's me. And I've got some news for you on home world for third shift. And then they do the little spiel and we plug it in and everybody's happy. You know, we need to have, it, it's got to be a triumvirate. It's got to be three people here all the time. And then like, you'll be the, the main releases. I'll be the indie guy. This person will be home world. It'll 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 rotate around. Perfect. We'll each have our little segment. It'd be great. I like it. Well, I'll talk more on that. Brainstorm a little bit. So if you're out there listening to this podcast and you love Homeworld, you love reading up on it, you would love to tell us all about it. Send your applications to the email and all the other stuff. Don't <laughs> talk about it at the very end of the episode. There we go. That's how we do it. Perfect. Third shift fans, help us out. You know, put in those little snippets and we'll put you on the show as long as you're talking actual. Real information on Homeworld, and we'll of course fact check so that way you're not putting out some craziness and trying to get people to join your cult or something strange. That'd be kind of cool too. If you want to do <laughs> that, def- definitely. I might actually join the cult. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty fun. I love being in cults. <laughs> but you know what the cult I love to be a part of is the Iridium cult. I love Iridium. I love those shiny purple bricks just raining down on my face. I love taking them and be like, give me stuff for the shiny purple brick. And someone goes, all right, sure, here you go. So just for me, this week, the Borderlands 3 anniversary event, show me the Iridium is live, running through the 27th of August. Iridium drops are going up. And then also, which I thought was kind of cool, is you're getting discounts on things you buy with Iridium. So that Veteran Rewards Machine I don't know if they said Crazy Earl, but he's the only other one you spend Iridium on, so I would assume he's giving you discounts too. That's pretty cool. Not only are you getting more, you're able to spend more because everything's cheaper. It's a good deal. Well, and here's the best part about all this is I've told you guys everything I got lost. I had to read do with character, go all the way back up. I don't have any of the skins and none of that anymore. So last time Iridium came around, both of us were like, meh, it's okay, but none of us really care. We had a ton of the skins, ton of the heads, everything else. I don't got any of them now. So, bam, man, iridium me up. Give me that iridium. So this is a perfect time for me to get on there and do the farming and screwing around and check out some of these weapons. And more importantly, because, you know, they, they upped a whole bunch more weapons damage. The one I care about, and the one I told you I cared about last time when they were talking about a specific grenade, now they just went, hey, grenades, damage up, boom, we're doing it. And that's a big deal to me because I want my grenades to hit. I want them to hit and make make a dent in the baddies, and they never do. They never did. So I'm hoping that they, whatever numbers they added to this, it actually does the difference and makes you use the grenades instead of just go, whatever, it's better off if I just keep shooting. This is a waste of time to throw a damn grenade. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I've talked on the show before about how my grenades are always lagging behind. Like I find one and it's good for a while, and then I can never find a replacement. Hopefully this has buffed up. Well, I mean, I did find a good grenade the last time we were playing, or the last few times. So hopefully this has buffed it up even better, so it's even more good. And then when I actually get grenade drops, I'll actually look at them and go, hey, oh, that's why we were talking about it, because now grenades are in the mayhem loot pools. Mm -hmm. So they will be getting better. They have been getting better. Now they'll be doing even more damage on top of it. 
I love it. It's great. Yes. I'm, I'm super stoked about that, first off. So that's one big reason I need to get in there and do this Iridium Drop crap. But I will say this as well. Y'all might remember a long time ago, I rocked a gun out called Star Helix. I, this gun was the cat's meow to me. I loved it to death. But then we got through another DLC, and I dropped it and started running with uh, whatever the hell it's called. I'm forgetting the name of it. And Star Helix just couldn't keep up with it. Couldn't put out the damage it was doing. So it fell off the uh, it fell off the rotation. And it makes me sad because I think the Star Helix is just a phenomenal gun. And guess what? It's been buffed. So now I get to go put it back on. Or actually, maybe I have to go farm another one and then put it on. But whatever. And I'm going to smoke it and have a great time. It's going to be back at number one. And life will be what it should be. So I'm, I'm pretty happy here. I'm going to get my Star Helix back on. I'm going to throw some grenades on. They're going to kill things and make me amazing. And it's going to be a blast. You know what else is a blast, my friend Eric? What's that? Uh, a little thing called uh, Bunkers of Badasses. If you remember from Borderlands 2, which I mentioned earlier in the episode, there was this cool DLC based all around it. Ever since it dropped, ever since people beat it, people have been like fiending for some. They've been like, you know that Dave Chappelle meme where he's like, huh, y'all ain't got any more of those Bunkers of Badasses? Well, it's been teased. And I'm going to say basically confirmed because our buddy Randy Pitchford went on Twitter and he said, roll for initiative. And then... Later, he said, ah, I rolled a two, and then I rolled a 14, and then I rolled a two again. And I was at work scrolling, and I went, huh, what? I, maybe he's playing Dungeons and Dragons. Mario, what are you doing? Oh, my God, the printer's on fire. And I couldn't follow up. But who did follow up was our buddy Mental Mars. And he posted up an article saying, Bunkers and Badasses DLC for Borderlands 3. And I went, huh, click. And he said, hey, Randy Pitchford teased it. He rolled a two. You you know, you alphanumeric that stuff around. That's B. You rolled a 14, that's an N. You rolled a 2, that's another B. B and B, bunkers of badasses. And we already know that our buddy Mental Mars gets the super scoop. He got the scoop on DLC 3. He got that early. He was playing around with it, making all kinds of articles and episodes and all kinds of things. So if he says it's prior, maybe that's a thing. I'm going to say that's 100% a thing. Thank you, Mental Mars. So definitely bunkers of badasses is real. It's happening. It's in the game DLC. And I don't know. I'm still I'm still not convinced though. Because did you see the teaser trailer put out today for the new DLC? Yes. That still has Claptrastic Voyage all over it. Alright? It's still some weird, funky, psychedelic crap. You got Krieg sitting there in yoga pose doing the old Buddha thing, and you got mm-hmm. the weird radio waves going out, and then he keeps zonging into like these different weird pane glass windows sort of like colors and things going on and you know they've got a lot of stuff hidden in there. There's some, but I, I was at work. I, I don't have time to sit there and go through it like that. Yep. So I'm hoping to get. Well, probably by now people have already started to solve and find little secrets in there. Like one, uh, I saw right before I got here today. Epic NNG on Twitter, I believe it is. He said, "How how did Gearbox and little sneaky snooks get this past us?" He zoomed in on Krieg's face, and you know he's got that black uh, eye patch, metal eye patch, mm-hmm. and I think. It was Wilhelm's uh, head, his face on that on that little eye patch. Whoa! So now they're like, "Oh, is Wilhelm not dead? What's going on?" Yeah. Ah, awesome. So already things are going bananas. You know, everyone's talking, and based off, you know, like you said, it sounds like a bunkers and badasses. But based on that teaser trailer, 
it seems more of some kind of like weird psychedelic head voyage, you know, like the Claptastic one was. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know. Is Randy just throwing a wild goose out there? Or is he in the right and then Krieg, and this is just some kind of weird teaser trailer to get you to know that Krieg is obviously there. And if you find more secrets, you might get a little more details. I don't know. You could, I mean, you could do both because you're in Krieg's head. Maybe he's, you know, DMing the game or something or like the sane part of him is trying to DM a game straight and the, the crazy oh, parts, the, the broken part mm-hmm. being all crazy. But I, I was thinking in my head, you know, when he did that and mental Mars went, Hey, bunkers and badasses BNB. I was like, all right, cool. Maybe they're doing like some kind of bunkers and badasses style, like board game or something. Cause they did the little claptraps tea party, little card game or mm-hmm. whatever it was. But then since, Mental Mars said Bunkers and Badasses DLC, and he's the inside scooper man. You gotta go with it, yeah. Or maybe it's a tease of the fifth DLC or something. Who, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I feel like the, the teaser trailer for the, for the fourth DLC, the Krieg DLC, it says Claptastic Voyage to me. But, when we have somebody who got the previous DLC before anybody even saw hands on with it, and he says Bunkers and Badass is DLC, I also have to have to believe it, right? So now yeah. I'm just torn. I don't know what to believe anymore. And then what does it mean that Wilhelm's Wilhelm's uh, head is on his freaking eye patch or you know the little metal patch? What's that even mean? What, is Krieg just Wilhelm? Maybe the piece of him is Wilhelm. Maybe one of the voices. Or maybe is- he, yeah, put a piece of him in there and. Who knows? I don't know. What what does it mean? What's it all mean? I don't know. It's crazy. Man. But you know what? We don't got to wait long, Matt. We don't got to wait long. That's true. Because 825, the border cast is going to tell us what's up. And not just the border cast, but you're also getting the Borderlands show, Fran Miller, Bella Third, and of course, Greg Miller heading over there onto their show to help reveal it all, Matt. Just like earlier in the show, I was happy. I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this and see the first reveal of DLC 4. It's going to be great. And then you had to say, you had to mention that foe of the show, Fran Mirabella Third. I disrespect you. I don't like you, sir. You don't play the game. I know you don't. I know you don't. But I can't wait. It's going to be 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. I'm going to be there with bells on. I think this it's like on Tuesday, so I don't even have to like sweat about recording a show immediately afterwards. Hey, that's kind of nice that they moved the border cast over it makes it easy for us anything that makes my life easier is good yes it does now here's what's interesting here's the last bit of the show it's interesting and we're going to tie this in that the borderland show is actually going over to the border cast show to do this big reveal with mitsu and such yeah and this also happens to be the last dlc that was promised and announced for borderland 3 Mm-hmm. So with the last DLC approaching, with this whatever agreement the Borderlands show had with Gearbox is, seems to be wrapping up, if what me and you believe to be true is happening, they're kind of passing the torch off to the Border Cash show mm-hmm. because Gearbox is no longer going to be paying them cash money to do said show because we're at the end of the Borderlands DLC, big old expansions, and therefore Borderlands is going to be put to rest, put to bed, and fairly well. You mean the Borderlands show is getting put to rest? Well, the Borderlands show is being put to rest, but what maybe? What about Borderlands? That might be put to rest too, Matt. Well, or is there going to be any more? What's happening? Well, let me talk about the Borderlands show first. I would say this is the right thing to do regardless 
even if there are like 10 more DLCs planned and coming down the pipe, because they pushed the Borderlands show as like, hey, here's where you're going to get all your news. And then it was- Just the announcements. Yeah, they they just did the DLC announcements and no follow-up, no previews, no nothing. So I feel like that it's it's time for that to go away because it wasn't- it wasn't what I thought it was going to be of like, you know, a mm-hmm. weekly or monthly catch up. Hey, what's been going on in Borderlands? Doodle do. And those guys are too high priced to just be hanging out for once every two, every two months. So I feel like this is probably overdue, but it's a good idea to start phasing that out. As for Borderlands 3 itself and, and the future for that, I want to say, yes, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting those 10 more DLCs that I just mentioned and all this other cool stuff. But we're, I feel grim because the patch notes have not been having a lot of anything in them lately. And we haven't seen a new seasonal DLC since the Cartels event. I mean, we did get a new Guardian takedown, so that's a big piece of content. But we haven't heard anything about another seasonal DLC or another little bit. And sure, DLC 4 is coming up. That's going to be the new showcase for next week and whenever that launches. But I feel like the... You've seen it here, live on the show, folks. We've been talking about a lot of Persona because there hasn't been a lot of Gearbox or Borderlands to talk about. So I'm 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 cautiously pessimistic right now because <laughs> I want to hear and see more. I love the game. I love the new content. I've loved every piece of new content they put out. So I want more and more and more things. But the way it's looking right now, I haven't heard more things. Maybe they're maybe they're still wheeling and dealing behind the scenes to try and figure out from 2K how many more DLCs they can do, how many more seasonal events. Maybe maybe it's just maybe it's just that's in the works. They promised the four DLCs and seasonal events between them. That's come to an end. Maybe they've got to build up a new contract or something. I don't know. And see, I'm I'm starting to think what's going to happen is after this DLC, you're not going to see any DLCs for a long time. I think at this point they're going to do a couple seasonals, which I'm glad you mentioned, because I think they're going to pop a couple seasonals out there, fresh new ones, and get you excited for those and keep you in and, you know, do a couple little square ways here with weapons and balancing issues, you know, your typical patch note stuff. And then I think they're going to drop a Guardian takedown. And then I think they're going to repeat the seasonals, the Halloween seasonal. I think they're going to add a Christmas one in there and then uh, whatever the other one was after that. And then I think it's going to go quiet for a bit. And then I think they're going to do some kind of special thing, like maybe a, maybe another Guardian takedown, or maybe they're going to add a couple um, uh, Circles of Slaughter or something. And then we're going to get like one last DLC. So I think by the end of 2021, that'll be kapoops. I think that'll all take place over from now till the next you know year. Because like you said, it's been real quiet. They haven't mentioned, they haven't been like, oh, wait till you, wait till after this one. Or, you know, like, there's been no, like, man, there's a bunch more coming and we just getting started. There's not, there, those comments haven't happened. Mm-hmm. So it makes me feel like, you know, the big, big meat and taters, this is coming up. This is going to be the big last major meat and tater that you're going to get beyond a couple Guardian takedowns and maybe uh, Circle Slaughters or something added and Seasonals until the last hoorah, here you go, here's one big farewell Borderlands 3, and it's going to have some kind of tie into whatever new game they're going to announce, like that Project 1v1, and or whatever the hell they were, Brothers in Arms, whatever they're working on, be some kind of goofiness. I mean, I definitely agree that this can't well, this can't be the last DLC. I mean, I, I maybe gave that impression that I thought it would be, but if you're doing some kind of weird Creek Madness DLC, this isn't going to be the one where you go to the moon and find Lilith. So there has to be another big chunkin' one. 
I'm just hoping it's not, you know, seven years on like Borderlands 2 was. You do have to have one big one. So I, I agree with you that probably like another year from now or, I mean, h- however long it, it is, that's got to come. But I am concerned with the lack of roadmap or seasonal DLCs or little bits in, in, in between things. Maybe it's just because of the COVID stuff. Maybe because, you know, the whole world's gone crazy. Maybe they can't put in the active development on all these things that they wanted to. But I feel like you'd at least hear something. It doesn't it does it doesn't take manpower to put out a tweet. I'm telling you right now, my earlier take months and months and months ago, if you remember, was I thought for sure we would hear about season two. Mm-hmm. And we were gonna have to buy a season two pass and we were gonna get promised a few more DLCs and yeah, you yeah. know, like I said, the events. I thought hundred percent that was gonna happen. But I think it would have happened already. Mm-hmm. I think you'd already have heard that you can pre order season two with the upcoming end of season one. And then they would do like a a teaser trailer based off the end of this next DLC to lead into season two's DLC and why you're going to want it, why you're going to definitely want to be there for it. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, there's so much story left to do. They got to go hunt Lilith down uh, on the moon again. And then of course they, there's still bajillion volts. They got to go take care of. There's all sorts of problems, but I mean, that could be done in Borderlands four for all we know. Mm -hmm. They may just, you know, not touch it at all. Because, let's face it, the game didn't have the same staying power when it came to streaming and all that that Borderlands 2 did. Now, the sales-wise, it did just fine. Yeah, it did So, great. I would think overall, the streaming and staying power on the Twitch and whatnot shouldn't really affect much as long as the buying power was there. You know, as long as the, the sales came, I don't think it matters. But it's hard to say. Maybe it did. Maybe it kind of cooled them off a bit. And when they were like, well... You know, they, everyone loved it, everyone had a great time with it, but it's not like that thing that everyone's playing forever nonstop. And maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe they, they cooled off on it a little, so they're going to cool off and stretch their plans out. And maybe now that the world's gone to hell, that plan of stretching things out has gone to like, you know, when you get that last drag of peanut butter on your toast and you're trying to make it work, but it doesn't mm-hmm, quite just work. trying to spread it just out Just get it. I'm still hopeful because I said it before, I love the game, I love the content. But it's just, it's, it's things are so quiet right now, it's hard to say. Okay. And of course, we're saying this in the midst of a big, cool DLC about to be pumping. Yeah, true. So, I should just be positive, but I'm just worried because with that big DLC I'm excited about coming, this mm-hmm. is typically when you, you announce your Season 2. This is like, while everyone's hyped and pumped, this is when you give them that next chunk of meat to go chase after. Mm-hmm. And there's no, I don't see that chunk of meat. All I see is darkness, and I'm like, well, that's really weird. Uh, is there anything else coming or are we all done after this? Like, is this really the farewell? And hey, we might hear that on the Borderlands show slash Bordercast next week. Exactly. Because they did say a ton of news. And that's what I'm hoping. Because we haven't even seen, I mean, we've seen the teaser image and we've seen the little, you know, 15 second teaser trailer for DLC 4. We haven't seen anything else. Like no actual explanation of anything. We're just like, hmm, Krieg. And then you see him and then that's it. So hopefully they're going to announce a new playable character, Scarlet, you know, is coming back, you know. It could happen, you know. Or you could finally play as a Thresher and just burrow under the yeah. ground as your special skill. Or undead undead Nisha, you know. That'd be pretty cool. I'd like that. That'd you be could amazing. go like Saints Row style. Somebody always dies and then they come back as a zombie in those yeah. games. They can yeah, they'll do some crazy thing at a claptrack unit somewhere had like some kind of weird resurrection machine. Bam, put her back. She's got half skeleton. Oh man. Whew. There's, no, dude, is. Nurse Nina brings her back. Nurse Nina does it. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Well, that's how you get Nurse Nina back in the game. 
That's okay. That's it. That's the fifth DLC. Is you get a transmission from the moon? Hey, something big disrupted my my resurrection machine. Come check it out. Also, Nisha is here. And what's going on with this giant pit of iridium? Oh, look, mm-hmm. Lilith's in there. Hooray! Everything's wrapped up in nice little bow. Yeah, and Athena's there, and she's hanging out with what's her face. God bless, man. Woo! A good old Davis Pickle. He's there. Oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. I can't wait. <laughs> we did it. We figured it out, boys and girls. Oh, that's the DLC right there. All episode long. You've been making me happy and then making me mad. Now I was sad. <laughs> now I'm happy again. Hooray, we've reversed our fortunes. This is the time to end the episode. That's it. I'm not getting mad again. So what are you guys hoping to see from the future of Borderlands 3? What are you hoping to see out of DLC 4 coming up next week? Let us know that via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com. Tweet it at us at thirdshiftme or find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Mm-mm. Go ahead and find us over on that Facebook. We're rocking and rolling. You can also find us at Patreon. Yes, we do have one. We treat it like a tip jar. If today you said, ha 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 ha, those idiots are ridiculous, I want to give them a dollar. That's where you can go to do just that. Help us out. Keep the lights on. Pay the bills. Pay the mans and women's that want our money. Do things. It's very much appreciated. Everyone who has in the past, we appreciate it so very much. It does actually, in real life, help us out with getting all this stuff rolling and keep it going. But we also understand that is not possible for you. There's so many other ways to help us out. You know, mailbag questions, uh, comments of any kind all over the place, as we always tell you to do. The Facebook likes, the freaking iTunes five stars, all that. Y'all know the rigmarole. Go out there, help us out, help us help you. We'd so much, so very much appreciate it. Absolutely. And we'd appreciate you listening to that very next episode, which you can find on the 28th of August, which you can also find on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. As I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. We really do appreciate it, with stars in our eyes, those beautiful five stars in our eyes, I want you to surprise me with a five star surprise. There's no better way to end it than with a song, and there's nothing else to say, but... Shut up and sit down.